0: show filled with epicness insight and comedy rages welcome to we love that podcast hello everybody and welcome to a new episode of we love that podcast my name is paxton pritchett along with garrett burke and parker pritchett both in the flesh here physically how are y'all doing today
1: doing pretty good
0: Awesome. Decent. Uh, decent. Pretty. Pretty. Tired. for this
1: conversation?
0: Yes. It's going to be a a doozy of a conversation. You see, this year has been really like the. It's been one of the craziest, I think, films for cinema. At least in our experience with the films we go to see. Like, there's been a. It's just been kind of a bummer. Yeah. Like first we had Ant Man Three, which is it's a hot mess. Like, this is this is hot mess year. This is the year of hot messes. We had Ant Man Three, hot mess. Guardians of the Galaxy Three was a like a jewel in the midst of the crap. And it was really good. But even then it was kind of a It wasn't perfect. Wasn't like, perfect. It still kinda had some no. some areas you might have. <laughs> Top Gun Maverick's though. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, Top Gun Maverick is not a perfect movie. It, yeah. Then you had uh Shoot! What ha- what was after Guardians three?
1: Well, you forgot the Super Mario movie.
0: Oh yeah, that was good, but it had some. It has its flaws. Wasn't as good as it should. Wasn't as good as it should have been. But it was still good. Then you had what else?
2: Let's it see. Rise of the beast. Then you had Rise of the
0: Bees, which was good, but still kind it, it of all right. Ro- like, it had its yeah. flaws.
1: But it was it was it was such on the upward yeah. trend for Transformers that. Its faults kind of fade to the periphery. Anything's an uprooted compared to Michael Bay sometimes. And it was actually making us interested for the future of those films.
0: Then you had The Flash, which was a hot mess. And then you had Indiana Jones 5. Both films heavily influenced by nostalgia baiting, it seems. Both of which were very much hot mess. That, That gets us to here today. The day where we talk about hot mess some. Yeah, we uh, got two films to talk about today. The Flash and Indiana Jones 5. And I think we got to save the best, or I mean, the biggest, the most controversial, I think, for last, which would be Indiana Jones 5. A film heavily made on nostalgia. Lucasfilm, Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford. Flopped. But first, we got to talk about The Flash. Now, if you're, if you're new to DC, I mean, nah, if you're new to the We Love That podcast, then I'll we'll have to talk more about this. But if you're not, then you've probably heard us talk many times about the DC Extended Universe. You know, it's going to be like mar- their version of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know? Have all these films that connect. We started with Zack Snyder with his film Man of Steel based off Superman. Then they did like Batman versus Superman. And those two films were like people, you know, Batman v Superman didn't make a billion. And that kind of scared them, I've it heard people say. Fathers. And so they were scared then they wanted him to change justice league he quit then they tried to do their their team-up film justice league so soon and it flopped hard then ever since then they've been scrambling trying to make solo films they've been passed from leadership to leadership and the film the the series is just a hot mess like while the marvel cinematic universe their counterpart counterpart on marvel has been orderly and overall it's been connected And it ultimately made its climax in Avengers Endgame, where everything was like, comes all together. This first 10 years of the DC Extended Universe has been, like, random. Nothing's connected. They treat the Justice League like they're these epic legacy characters when they've only made one film together, and that film flopped. You know, everyone wants Zack Snyder, people want Zack Snyder to return to finish his vision. But then you had conflicting visions being made all in the same series. Then you have James Gunn now who's in charge and he's going to retcon everything. But before he does that, first, they have a few films to release. They, they purposely didn't release Batgirl. That was a film already basically completed. And Warner Bros. was like, you know, scratch it. But some films they decide not to. One of those was Shazam Fury of the Gods, which also is a part of Hot Mess Summer. That film was a hot mess. Yes. So Shazam Fury of the Gods they released. They released The Flash, Blue Beetle, Aquaman 2. They decided not to like cancel these films, it seems, but they released them. So they released The Flash. And The Flash, let's just say, was it was it had its ups and downs.
2: Garrett, what'd you think of the film? Pretty much thoroughly uninteresting if it wasn't for Michael Keaton. Yes. Um, this film was heavily nostalgia driven. Yeah. Like they because it's
0: multiverse, they throw in Michael Keaton because the flash goes back in time to save his his mom. The flashpoint story, but instead of they didn't follow the comics too much, I've heard, that they really did their own
2: thing. And part of that though they had Michael Keaton's Batman. Yeah. Which again, the the Keaton stuff was the most interesting part of the movie. Um I, I personally my favorite scene of the movie is probably when Keaton's Batman is explaining how their multiverse multiverse works in this DC universe, because it's completely different than the one that we were all introduced with in Avengers Endgame. Um, But besides, like, if you take Michael Keaton's Batman out of this movie, it's just kind of uninteresting. You've got two berries who are going around the universe and just butting heads with each other, trying to figure out how to make this work and how to get back to their own universes and not wreak havoc on time itself and try to get back home safe. Um, It's just kind of, it's, it's not paced very well. Um, It just kind of maneuvers from one, one bit of nostalgia to another one to an action sequence and then back to the the two berries butting heads and then it just cycles through that like three or four times and then the movie's is over. Um, had a lot of action, a whole lot of action. Uh, which was which was pretty there was there were some pretty good action sequences but yeah that that's the biggest takeaway for me is if you take Batman out of it Michael Keaton's Batman specifically you take him out of it and the movie's just kind of uninteresting. It would it would completely lose my interest because there there wasn't a sense of very big stakes.
0: Yeah. One of for me the saddest things about the film, probably in the end the biggest disappointment about it. Like it had some ups. I laughed many times in the theater. I thought it was funny. Uh the actors seemed to do a decent job. Michael Keaton was a joy to you know, it was so fun to see him on screen. I love the callback. I even enjoy like the callbacks to Man of Steel and seeing Ben Affleck's Batman back on screen is really cool. Yeah. the blue suit wasn't my personal taste, but it's neat that they did a Batman on screen with the blue, the blue and gray suit. Mm-hmm. And like, any vehicle Ben Affleck's Batman drives is legit. Like that bat yes. that uh, bat cycle, sorry that he rode on was legit. I love the way Ben Affleck's Batman's universe works with his vehicles. Like in Batman v Superman, he's got that legit. Batmobile and the Batwing and Dawn of Justice, he has not in Justice League, he has like the Nightcrawler thing. It's, it's cool. But for me, the biggest like flaw though is that this film's really pointless. You know, James Gunn kind of talked it up as like, oh, this film's gonna kind of enter into a new like this will be like the, the stage where it enters into his DCU. So in my mind, I kinda had Flash would mess everything up, which would mean they're in the new universe now. Well, they didn't really go like that. They just more, perhaps, like
2: like Parker said earlier, introduced the idea of multiverse. And maybe that's what James Gunn meant. It was almost, it, remind, it reminds me a little bit of what they did in uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. How so? Multiverse of Madness. Just because it feels like, feels like it seems like both films were at, at least mildly intended to really dive into what multiverse is. Mm. But it really amounted to nothing more than just the char- the main characters playing around in the multiverse. Yeah, okay. So and there's like, no, not there's as nothing, much weight. Yeah, there's not any weight mm-hmm. or concrete way to follow and say okay, okay, this is this is how multiverse works. Yeah. in this movie.
0: And at least in Doctor Strange 2, we know it, they're building up something bigger.
2: Right. But this it's, film,
0: there's nothing they're building up to. It's just they threw it in there.
1: It could be that uh the Flash is big thing if they're going to keep going with multiverse is when Batman explains how the multiverse works and laying the ground rules for it. That, that could that be. Could be. Um, but I, in this conversation of multiverse, um, that's this is reminding me of Across the Spider-Verse, which actually I think does a good job of creating multiverse with, with weight to it.
0: Okay. Um,
1: you know, kind of yeah. when we went to see it, I was like, okay, another multiverse film. But... I think it does it better than this
0: film mm. or Multiverse of Madness. I got. You. Would you say it's probably the best multiverse film in explaining it that you've seen? We haven't seen. Uh, we haven't seen Everywhere All that, at Once, which I've heard is for certain, masterpiece in ways.
1: But, but I will say that it it gives us it at least gives a story that's like okay, I want to follow this, I want to see what happens, and there's there's weight to it. Yeah. There's there's stakes. Okay. If we can use that term.
0: Honestly. Uh, yeah, one of the biggest fo- uh, problems with the film for the Flash is that, like in my mind, we just want the Snyderverse to be restored. That's all we oh, really yes. want, in life. Like James Gunn, no please, yes. if you're listening to this podcast, first, thank you for listening to this podcast. Yes. Second, please restore the Snyderverse. It, like, make Zack Snyder completed three of his five films. Even if
1: you just let him do it as a side project yes. on HBO and, or Mac.
0: But because in my mind, that's the real canon. Is Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Zack Snyder's Justice League, the four-hour cut, and his two other films, but this isn't part of it that.
1: It could game. be the best. It could be the best superhero question oh,
0: ever made. Definitely, I think it it could be one of the greatest ever, and like, because though they're not doing that, I don't really feel any stakes here. Like, oh, Ben Affleck's Batman's on screen. That's cool. But Ben Affleck, yeah, Ben Affleck belongs in this other universe. Yeah. So really, the, the, I feel like there's only two things to do with the DC Extended Universe. The, the, the franchise is so imploded and brought to the ground. You either, one, have to basically start over, you know, retcon it, just eliminate it and start over. And that seems kind of what James Gunn's overall doing. You know, some things are staying the same, like certain actors are staying, especially with his Suicide Squad actors. I don't think he's parting with them.
2: But, you know, there's a lot of new I'm okay coming. with that, though, just because They've it's They've always been of the on main, the side. Like, yeah. yeah, They've
0: always been side characters, so I'm, I'm okay yeah. with that. But some of the core characters, like Batman and Superman, he's changing up. Yeah. It's either you should do that or let Zack Snyder do his next two Justice League films so then you can kind of say, okay, the DCEU, even though it was such a hot mess, does tell a story down in these five films, Man of Steel, Batman v. Superman, and the Justice League trilogy. I think, you know, James Gunn's obviously doing the former, not this latter idea of bringing Zack Snyder back. But because of those two things being the only things you can really do for the DCEU, because it's not worth saving right now. We've we've seen like, it's not even worth saving this universe, the DCEU. You got to restart it or let Snyder restore it or something. Because of that, it's like watching this film was like, there's no big stakes here
2: apart from just what's within the film. And it didn't set up any stakes for the new... It didn't set up any stakes for James Gunn's new universe either. Right. Because it didn't even go there, really.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Not to mention, I will say, the CGI was not good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Especially like, that early, that scene at the beginning with the babies. The babies look the so The babies' faces love were like... I Now that scene, though. Now, like, that was my favorite, yeah, my, my favorite part of the movie. Right. The director, yeah, though, cool the
0: director has said it's supposed to look that way. Because he's in slow motion, but at the same time, you're also like, well... I'm like, nah. That felt more like, I'm like I'm a PS3. That, yeah, a PS3 graphic.
1: could have just laid babies on the
0: green screen. <laughs> and filmed <then, like, laughs> all the nerd's eye view. Oh. Literally. Is that even legal? <laughs> like, I'm just thinking to myself, like... Ugh. I don't know, man. I hope... I don't know. I, you know, never mind. You'd have know. to get the Guardian's approval, but... Yes. What about you, Parker? What did you think of the film?
1: Well, I mean, going in, like, we, like it has been said before, it's a lame duck movie. Warner Brothers had to release it or they would lose money, more money by not releasing it, I think. And uh, so I knew that there was not going to be any sequels to it. And it really isn't going to draw that much on our, like, it is going to draw on our nostalgia. But, like, the point of this movie is, like, there is no point. Just, you're going to have to have a good time. Don't try to take it too seriously. Yeah. You're going to get upset. So, like I had to do... Like I have to do too often. I have to turn my brain off oh, and man. just watch the movie. E e By e I.E.
0: any Lucasfilm film. For almost Fact. any Lucasfilm. For any Lucasfilm yeah. movie, you just got to turn off your brain. Um, and, and so I did. And,
1: and I had a good time. I felt like... The, the bad CGI didn't bother me because I don't care about this movie. <laughs> yeah, that's the, a good uh, way to word uh, it. The... Um, <laughs> uh, the, uh, the um what was the other big complaint that people had with it just oh yeah that it doesn't it doesn't like it's pointless well okay it's pointless do you enjoy the movie or not like i enjoyed the action scenes i really enjoyed the opening sequence they did this in doctor strange in the multiverse of madness too. there was where the superhero does sort of a daily life superhero mission saves the day like, that's almost a forgotten component of what it means to be a superhero in in movies now. Yeah. And I just enjoyed seeing it. it. You know, there weren't... The fate of the world was not at risk, but a few people's lives were, and the superhero stepped up and, you know, kicked butt and saved the day, and it was pretty cool. And seeing our, you know, Zack Snyder characters a little bit more before cool. they had... He kind of just saying goodbye to them yeah. was like Alfred not having anything. Yeah, Alfred made me so happy. That was I nice. mean, seeing
2: Wonder Woman was a surprise. I like, I never saw that. Y'all. We,
1: even, we even got shots of Henry Cavill. Like, they didn't completely ignore him.
0: Mm. So, mm.
1: yeah. That's
2: that's
0: the one thing we can blame on James Gunn. He's the one that pulls yeah. the plug with Cavill. But, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I still that's, don't that's, see that's
2: how you keep Cavill, though, Yeah, like, even...
0: Like yeah, I, I would but, hate to see Superman Legacy with Henry Cavill, yeah, because he is Zack Snyder's Superman. He's the yeah, Snyder versus Superman.
1: Um, but I liked I liked the action in the movie. The prison break in was pretty cool. The final battle was it was it was okay. Honestly, yeah. But like, what I really like about this movie because this is outside <laughs> of oh bless you outside of what Zack Snyder's done and outside of what Christopher Nolan's done. This is one of my favorite DC films. And one of the things I really liked about it, and someone else said this, it wasn't me that came up with it, but it really hits home for me, is that this movie feels like somebody, a kid, got their action figures out and was making up a story and playing that... with it and did a decent job. And so, like, that I can relate to that because I remember doing similar things when I was a kid. Yeah. And, uh, well, what if we brought this character in? And then and you go from it is like and even that. Even the final battle, the way all the characters are stretched out in this desert, it looks like it someone was. dumped some Legos <laughs> out in the desert and was playing with them. And like uh, I don't care because no one. This movie is pointless. Let's just have a good time. Yeah. And, now uh, the saddest thing about fun.
0: the saddest thing about it being a pointless movie though is that it's the most expensive pointless movie. Yeah, it's pretty least like, It's at least um, 200 to, $220 dollars. It costs to make. That doesn't count advertising. And that's just Wikipedia. Yeah. So I've heard some people cynical saying, oh, it's probably more than that. Um, but for being a $220 million film, it is not worth $220 million. For what it's yeah. worth,
1: I know not everyone agrees with me, but I felt like Ezra Miller was entertaining. I've always
2: liked watching Ezra, Ezra Miller. as The Flash. I enjoyed the performance. It was a double helping of Ezra Miller, too. Honestly, I... Which was I, very interesting. I, I,
1: I caught myself laughing. I caught oh, yeah. myself
0: interested in the
1: character
0: and you know. Ezra Miller is kind of a lot like Ahmed Best Jar Jar. Like, in that, the Flash, the character is, like, so goofy. Flash is good at what the Flash is doing, you know. Yeah. Like, like, he's
1: written well in the Snyder Cut. Yeah,
0: like, you know, for what you're doing with the character it sounds good to have this kind of more on the lovable goofball side, especially yeah. versus all of these like dark and brooding characters. Yeah.
2: So like, you know, and Ezra Miller plays that pretty good. I, I thought one of the, one of the great scenes in the movie too, is when both, both flashes are talking to each other in the Batcave. Mm. And all of a sudden the, the real for all, for all practical purposes, the real flash is talking to the other flash. Yeah. And, and, he mentions something about their mom
0: having yeah. a, having
2: like a, a a doll that she made them, and mm-hmm. um, yeah. and yeah. then when the real Ezra gets just like yeah upset because he knows the future that she dies that she in, dies. His, in his reality yeah. she dies yeah and so um, but he can't tell yeah the other Flash because if he does then it's all yeah. it's all out of out of, mm-hmm. out of so right. yeah and I thought that was a that was. All too fleeting. It felt like it came and went too quick. If they had had that kind of friction, that type of real friction throughout the movie, Mm. could have added another layer of depth to it. But they they did tap into it a few times.
0: Ezra Miller did good for what the movie studio and the script gave the actor. But even then, though, it all comes down to personal taste. Do I like seeing... Zack Snyder and slash Andy Machete's take on The Flash presented by Ezra Miller. You know, do you like that? Yeah. And while personally, I mean, like, I'm sure like many people, many people probably love The Flash show better. I've never really seen, I've seen the pilot oh, yeah. episode in like one other episode maybe, but I'm sure people like that so
2: much better. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. Which I, I think that's the general consensus, at least in the past, probably 10 Sorry. years, probably the past 10 years of DC, people say that the shows are where it's at. Yeah. And the movies, which, largely the movies have been pretty good. Yeah,
0: and it's a lot of that's because they're trying to be like Marvel. You know, they're trying to go happy, go lucky, while I think we've always said, you know, we love it when when DC films, more of that Christopher Nolan, Zack Snyder-like, contemplative, more mature. Mm -hmm. And that's what they're good at a lot of times. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, The Flash, it is... Losing money, I'm pretty sure. Go see
1: it. It needs the help. <laughs> <laughs> Go see the <laughs> poor. Do, do we pity the poor?
0: <laughs> Almost we do. I mean, like it is a very we, we, we don't
1: look. We them. don't want Zaslov and Gunn to lose their jobs just yet. Okay? Yeah, yeah. They, especially no, when it's a lame them. duck film. Especially because they haven't had time to to really get into what they want to do.
0: But let's be honest. Restore the Snyderverse. Yes, let's yes,
2: be honest. Facts.
0: Honestly, I feel more sad for this film than Indiana Jones five. Yeah, Indiana Jones five makes me happy. Yeah, had, I'm, had no, yeah, I'm yeah, had happy had no the film's flopping because it like, deserves everything it's coming. film was already in the tape. Like so. I feel, I feel like I feel like Hope Van Dyne from, from S- was that Van Dyke, Van Dyne? I think it's Van from, Van from from talking to Corey Stull's character. You deserve everything. S- Comedy talking about in Ant Man one <laughs> like this Indiana Jones five is I think I remember watching a video. It pointed out it's the first. Lucasfilm film to come out since The Rise of Skywalker Mm -hmm. four years ago. And The Rise of Skywalker, man, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy just what, like, you know, solo flopping and The Rise of Skywalker probably being kind of like, does to the studio. They fully went, they stopped doing movies, and they ran to the streaming service. And they had good success overall. Then Book of Boba Fett and Mandalorian Season 3 happened, which... Parker asked me a few days ago, like, he said, Paxton, whenever you saw Mando season three, how bad it was, did it make the book of Boba Fett look like Lonesome Dove? <laughs> <laughs> That's what he asked me. <laughs> in some ways, I guess it might have. A little, like...
2: <laughs> at least
0: there's some dignity <laughs> yeah, there's a little that more, Boba Fett tries to continue. There's a little bit more dignity in Boba Fett, which I haven't even finished Mando season three, but I need to probably... Needs a strong word <laughs> when you're talking about Disney-Lucasfilm. Mm-hmm. Should. I probably should. But yeah, this is the first movie to be in theaters.
2: What's the last great movie that Lucasfilm has made? Rogue One. Yeah, Rogue Facts. This was in 2016 And then before wow. that
0: would be Revenge of the Sith. Pretty much.
1: Unless That's you right. want to count the Clone Wars movie in know,
0: LA. <laughs> True. <laughs> but then we have to define what great it is. That's true. That's true. Because Clone Wars is a show yeah, way it, before It really TV.
1: isn't. Yeah, yeah, Revenge of the Sith was before that. Oh, well. Well.
0: <laughs> Kingdom of the Crystal oh. Call. <laughs> but like we said, you have to define what great oh, is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this film costed so much money to make. Let me look back same on... Same as The Flash. $2, million. Yep. Honestly, though, it's more. This one's $295 million, according to Wikipedia. And That's man an expensive movie. this film I feel it is won't even the budget like, like I mean it might yeah but, uh know. Parker has brought up many times like this is the last film this from was, our childhood yeah, that was announced and because we like younger, this was we, we were like what like probably I was, I was probably Well, we were 13. talking about
1: it since 2012 when right Disney bought Lucasfilm. are they gonna make another one and then Um, then they officially announced it in 2016. It was going to be released in 2019,
0: and then it just kept getting pushed back. COVID happened. It would have done so much better if it came out in 2019. Yes, In fact, it would probably have been a better film. It probably would have. If it came out in 2019. Yeah. But the film really gave in to a lot of the modern ideologies behind storytelling. And the film, just almost surprisingly in some ways, it just flopped. Like, apparently no one wants to see it. not people to actually want to go see it. So, why do y'all... Well, let's see. Should we first talk about why we think it flopped, or should we talk first about what we thought?
2: What we thought. Okay, we
0: first. Yeah, Garrett, what... Was, what who did, knows why it flopped? That's true. Why Why did you think of... Well, why, what Why? What? did you think of the film, Garrett? Like, we all went to theater to see it about a week ago. You had a week to let it steep in your mind.
2: It wasn't an Indiana Jones movie. It didn't... Not once in the movie, other than the opening sequence did it ever feel like an Indiana Jones movie. Hmm. It was action all the way through. It never took hardly any time at all to breathe. The locations weren't interesting. The characters were thoroughly uninteresting. Jones was almost non-existent like he was almost there just to fill up space and say a few lines
0: so would you say Phoebe waller Bridge just walking holding him by the hand taking him through Phoebe the Phoebe Waller
2: Bridge's character is interesting because her character is given all of the quote-unquote cool stuff to do mm. in the movie mm. that yeah. stuff that's that that true would have been Jones's thing to do right. in the older he was movies, 40 Raiders years Lost younger Star, Temple of Doom mm. last Crusade and even King even King even, of even King, of King, of King of the crystal skull, skull. yeah um which isn't inherently a bad thing it's just when you give all of that to another character because then Jones is just a body breathing air and saying a few lines like he's not even there in the action sequences he's reduced to driving a car a couple of times and you know it, it, it almost it didn't really feel like and some of that I'm sure is Harrison Ford's age right yeah um, but he just he wasn't given a whole lot of stuff to do and his character oftentimes feels disrespected because of that, because he's not—he's mm. not—it's an Indiana Jones movie, but there's nothing for Indiana Jones to do. Indiana Jones is just there, like a side character in his own movie. Um, that was hard. That was hard to get through, and largely the the movie just felt like a generic action film to me. It did not feel like an Indiana Jones movie at all.
0: Mm. There
2: were there were some things I enjoyed about the movie. Again, that first sequence was was really good. Yeah, um, I'm a huge fan of Mads Mikkelsen he's so you're mad about Mads I'm mad <laughs> I am mad about Mads were you mad yes. about Mads
0: <laughs> what else has he been in like was he Jen Erso's dad he was okay and he's dead. also he that very Urso. lame villain in Doctor Strange not that he made it lame but like, he Man. fell he fell under the classic symptom of lame Marvel villains he joined the Malekith Club <laughs> it is yes. the Malekith Club he's like <laughs> Malikus is the like the pinnacle of...
2: The best role I've is. ever seen him in is Casino Royale. and He plays the villain in it as well. Mm. And he's a, such a good uh, villain. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Um, he's a really good villain. One of the best Bond villains. In him playing movie. the antagonist versus Daniel Craig sounds really cool. Yeah, it's it's very good. And Casino Royale is an older movie. OC Was he a Nazi, Nazi in it? Um, he wasn't really a Nazi. But, but again... I, but, yeah, great actor. Um, and I enjoyed his acting in the movie, although I don't think that his particular character is... I don't think he's as good a villain as either um, Belloc or... you um, <laughs> just thinking of Belloc. <laughs> Why did you mention Belloc? Or, or Arenas Balco or... Um, oh, what's his name from the, last Crusade? Yeah. Um, Sugarfoot. Uh... Don Sugarfoot. you have got to be kidding me. I know his name. We'll just call him the villain from the Las villain in *Last Crusade*. Oh, yeah. the, the Nazi villain. Um,
1: he is kind of hard to remember. <laughs> played, really played by, played
2: by General General Beers. Yeah. That's, oh, General, that's General Beers. Beers? Yeah. General. I Beers. didn't
1: know that. Yeah.
2: That I is know. so cool. Yeah. Yeah. General Veers. That that actor makes his way around. Real. In, in the older, yeah, in the '80s, and yeah. Wow. Sweet. So yeah, th- there's there's very little. I mean, you can't you can't dog you can't dog on John Williams at all oh, because no. he's a legend. Um, uh, if this is his last score,
1: I want him to win an Oscar for it.
2: At least some dignity will come from yeah, the
1: film. I really do. Yeah, and and it is a really good score. It really is. And then there aren't scores. Made I need to listen like to it. Yeah, it's it's that down. classic
0: John Williams I, I, feel. When,
1: like we don't know how good we've got it, and when he's done, movies have lost something in their in their sound
2: oh i also did not like the lack of a mystical element in the artifact in this mm, movie it science. made it it made it feel yeah, again it, again it made it feel like an in a generic action film where they're looking for a mm-hmm. so-called macguffin yeah um, it was a MacGuffin. There, there was a lack of weight to the artifact itself and mm. like because no one really they never really understood what it's about or what it does how it works it's just a yeah mm. cool device created by a scientists years and years ago centuries ago thousands of years um Mm -hmm. but it yeah there was so little weight to that and just the dumb there there were quite a few dumb things that just happened in the movie for for no
0: and not like classic and dan jones dumb because like the films are goofy the old films oh yeah you can't like in the old films temple of doom you can jump out of an airplane on an inflatable raft and live that's, like, my least well, favorite stunt but I don't ever. Know
1: about, I mean, the, the stuff in this movie might not surpass that in dumbness. No,
0: no, yeah, but was, was, that's what I was saying. Like, this is a different type of dumbness you're talking about. I'm
2: talking about dumbness, like, at the end. Oh, like when the When Jones ending. wants to stay behind... Spoilers, and yeah. ends up getting, you know, all, all of that. It was just like, and, you know, the, the villains, they're, they're planned to, to just magically appear in 1939. I love that it's only like four of them. Like, oh, yeah, going, it's just four going, of them with, in five, an old rattled trap at plane that, that They have no idea what they're doing. They have put zero thought into this. <laughs> they're just going with it. If they end up in another century for the rest of their lives, what you know, so what? They think, like, it's just so bizarre. So mm. bizarre. Yeah, and just a murder of the Indiana Jones character is a, a quick synopsis of the movie.
0: Yesterday we were watching the video that Nerd Roddick made about it. Me and Garrett, and whenever he said, "If you love Indiana Jones, don't watch this film," and you Garrett like, "Oh yeah, definitely." I felt
1: like Nerd Roddick's video was too harsh, though. He was he was pretty harsh in in terms of, um, well, I,
2: I won't yeah. say, but he was spitting facts.
0: Honestly... He was
2: doing what the nerd does. He he was spitting facts.
0: Honestly, for me, I... I... When I was in the theater, that first experience, I enjoyed myself as a generic action film. You know, like, okay, this is fun. It, It isn't insufferably horrible CGI, kinda like an Ant Man three.
2: Yeah.
0: It doesn't have prequel trilogy like writing, you know, like all this all the general mechanics other than the narrative itself mm-hmm. were all right. They're fun in a way. But the biggest question that I have the biggest thing about this film though is like The Flash, but even worse, I thought it was very unnecessary. Yeah. Like And it proves it by the end.
2: By yeah. the end it proves that it's unnecessary. Right.
0: Because Indiana Jones Four looking back, in retrospect, had a very happy ending. Like, you don't, do you get happy endings like that too often in films? Like, that was like a perfect ending. Indiana Jones, he gets married, he has a son, and they live happily ever after, and they even hint that could be sequels. Like, if the world ended right there, we could say Indiana Jones at least had a happy ending. This film deconstructed the character and ruined that happy ending from the fourth one And then by the end of the film, gives him a happy ending, but nowhere near as happy. So the character's way worse off than he was at the end of Indiana Jones 4. So when I see that, like for the sake of the character, and even my my enjoyment of the series, I'm like, so why did you make this film other than money? Like, other than money, which you're not going to make, why do this to your character? Other than that, I'm just going to be honest, like obviously I love Harrison Ford, I've never seen another James Mangold film before, but I'm sure he's a great director. He is. And, you know, even Lucasfilm has done some great stuff, even as Disney Lucasfilm, like Rogue One and Andor. But I thought this film was just pretty lame. Like, as an action film, it was pretty lame. The characters were kind of lame. The story was all right. I just don't see too much purpose in the film.
2: Yeah. I can't guarantee that I'm going to rewatch the film.
0: I will say the first 20 minutes were really cool, seeing oh, yeah. back in time, you know, 1940s, Harrison Ford, looking like he's in his 40s again. And it did feel like an Indiana Jones film. But still sounding like he's in yeah, his Yeah, still sound like he's in his 80s, which is interesting. <laughs> and then, now the other thing I have to say, though, is about the deconstructed hero. That's been a big thing that a lot of film goers have not liked these past few years. Like, Han Solo, oh, they took his happy ending from episode 6, and they deconstructed him to this old man who doesn't know his purpose in life. Luke Skywalker, oh, they deconstruct him, uh, make you ask, like, why? And, you know, like, oh, my purpose in life is gone. They all become depressed. And they do Obi-Wan. the same now. Obi-Wan. Yes, Obi-Wan. Depressed, deconstructed hero. And now, Indian Jones. And I'll be honest... I'm not against the deconstructed hero trope necessarily because it is true. It it happens to all everybody. You go through seasons of your life where you forget your purpose and you forget what's true. Now and so while I enjoyed that somewhat in the film, and I I feel like I'm sure someday in my life maybe I'll be able to relate to that. And you know, like there's kind of somewhat of a good moral halfway there. Did you have to do that with Indiana Jones?
2: Did you have to do that with all those characters? Right,
0: or with all those characters? Like if this film wasn't about Indiana Jones. If this film, you took the same story and gave it to a different character that I didn't have too much care about. If you gave it to Helen of the Yeah, Yeah, I felt like the film would have been better. Yeah. But because you take this super cool action star and you run everything, you run him into the mud fully. You run, even the fact that he's now a crappy professor, like no one likes him as a professor now. No one, like he has no purpose in life. And just like, man, you had the happiest in Indiana Jones 4. Why did you let that happy ending go for this counterfeit ending? And then the ending. The ending of itself is a horrible ending. The way they in yeah. the film. Like, but now, if it wasn't with Indiana Jones, I might have liked the, the ending. Sometimes you do need to get pulled out of a rut by someone else. But because you did this with Indiana Jones and you had such a happy ending in the fourth one, why did you even have to do this? Okay, that, that, that's my rant about it. That's my thoughts on the film. And I might add to the deconstruction
1: um their problem is not in deconstructing the heroes. Their problem is that they and this this is this is not this is not worldview necessarily. This is just poor writing. They never reconstruct the hero because something mm. happens to prevent that. Han Solo dies. Luke Skywalker dies. Obi Wan Kenobi was supposed to be part one of a trilogy, right. but they didn't make the other. Two it's almost parts. like they die at the moment of they, redemption. They get they have a small moment of redemption and then they die. They don't or get they to do, don't
0: continue the story. Yeah, they don't get to live or in that. This is the redemption last of sorts. So,
1: like, you don't get to see them back in the yeah, like, like you wanted. To
0: that's see. what we all probably hated about last. Last Jedi you've talked about before Parker mm-hmm. is that they should have given him time to be classic yeah. Luke Skywalker he should have had his
1: redemption moment halfway through the movie and then actually came back and
0: then they could have killed him if they wanted to but yeah. we'd have at
1: least had our moment in the spotlight yeah. with Luke Skywalker like he used to be
2: yeah we never got those classic moments of old with these characters and, and and to top it all off in Jones 5 they deconstruct Indiana Jones and then make him utterly inferior to his sidekick replacement sidekick character mm-hmm. Who can do everything better than he can. Right. And, and it just wasn't too much of an enjoyable is constantly character. constantly saving his life. Yeah. This character
0: that's like aged and classic, you always get him saved by someone else. It just, yeah, it wasn't the, that much of an Indiana Jones film. Now, where it ranks on the two best, on the best, honestly, right now, I feel like there are only two amazing Indiana Jones films. And that's Raiders of the Lost Ark and The Last Crusade. The other three, Temple of Doom, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and Dial of Destiny, in my opinion, they're pretty flawed. But in different ways. In a way where Dial of Destiny is flawed, it can arguably, arguably be called better than Temple of Doom. But in a way where Temple of Doom is better, it's flawed in a Terrible way, you know, like because Temple of Doom at least feels like it feels I'll watch Phoebe Waller Bridge all day long as long as you keep <laughs> a, a, what's
1: her name from Temple of Doom, Willie I, Scott, I, I, you uh, keep her off the screen,
0: <laughs> please. What if she walks through the door at the very end of the film? Oh, <laughs> I would, I would, I would yes. then I would have really had a problem. <laughs> you think that this discussion is heated? <laughs> oh man, yes. <sighs> so Parker, you. You're the most optimistic of us three with films, and you enjoy yeah. this film a lot more than us. What did you okay. think about it?
1: I'm going to preface my thoughts with two other thoughts that need to be said first. One is, Let it cook. cook. I need to see this film again to better develop my thoughts. Um, I pity you. Because, um, yeah, I, I really feel like I want to see the film again to... Have a better understanding of what I think and feel about the movie. I don't think one one watch is enough. And for I got s- I got to
0: agree with you on that. Uh-huh. One watch can't always be the best because emotions may be involved. Mm-hmm. You might be thinking a different way during that film. How you feel in the theater probably affects it mm-hmm. too.
1: And you might just not be having the best day in the theater, right? And you you know that um, guy might be behind you texting. But uh, anyway, so all of the thoughts that I'm going to share are subject to change with that anticipated next viewing of the film. Then the other thing I want to say is based on all my thoughts that I have now and where I'm at with the movie is that it does deserve major criticism and it does not deserve to be successful at the box office like they wanted it to be just because it's an Indiana Jones film because this movie has major issues and they're issues that need to be talked about and Disney and Lucasfilm need to learn from it because they've, they've been going through these same the same formula for so long and they need to figure things out because it's not working. They fractured their fan bases, they've made people angry come on, don't keep doing the exact same thing over and over again. And now that you've done Indiana Jones, you've also, now, you know, we had it done with Star Wars over and over and over again and people are upset and now it's happening with Indiana Jones and they've really got nowhere else to go to lean into their big names making money just because they're big names. Yeah,
0: they, they've they they've alienated people from all their big names. Yeah, really. so Even Willow, their little names. They
1: really need to have some discussions in the company.
0: Now, that being
1: said, I also feel like the movie gets too much grief in various ways. Um, the first is this. So, this is where I'm at with the film, and this is what people this is what people were talking about before the movie came out at the film festival at its premiere. They said it received a standing ovation, and then critics would say, "Well, it was a lukewarm reception. Like they nobody there really liked the film. They were just standing because." you know, to honor, you know, Harrison Ford and, uh, and uh, well, really just Harrison Ford and John Williams. Hopefully John you know? Williams, too, I mean. And, you know, Ron I think Williams. that's appropriate for this movie. I think that this movie being a final collaboration with all these legends on board, because even Lucas came back for this one and Spielberg came back for this one. Um, even, <laughs> I never expected this, Paramount came back. <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect Disney to let Paramount in. But they all came back, and Harrison Ford at 80, John Williams at 90 plus. Um, That's legit right This there. film, despite not being the breakthrough and the final triumph that it needed to be, I think deserves a standing ovation just on account of the legacies of all the people who poured into this film. Time, money, thought, even though we may not have appreciated what they did, um, the movie itself is kind of an event, regardless of... How well the story worked, or didn't work. Um, we've already talked about Williams, so I, I won't. I'll save time, but he did. He did a great job. Um, the uh, the opening sequence. Uh, we've already said that. I thought that was awesome. I love the opening sequence. And whatever complaints you may have with the technology and with Harrison Ford still being eighty and playing thirty five, I thought it was great. That none of that bothered me. I thought it was awesome. Even even Mads Mickelson getting hit on the head at thirty miles an hour. Oh like, I mean, man. that was that don't was Temple of Doom falling me. out of the airplane faster stupid. than thirty miles per hour. Right, but, but yeah, like, you're right. That is Temple of Doom. Okay, whatever, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> that kind of stuff doesn't bother me if it's not as long as it's not like overdone. Um, I love the opening sequence, the music, the way the opening credits came on. I mean, it was beautiful. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it had charm. It had mystery. Um, my my one issue that I would point out is I wish that the biblical artifact had been real and not a fake, just because it would have been cooler. And then we could have said that there was a biblical artifact in this movie, just like in yeah, the one first and three. one and three and even four. Oh, yeah. Uh, has yeah. the arc as a cameo. But, I mean, that's not a huge deal, I think. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, that opening sequence, I mean, go see the movie just for the opening sequence. And if you're scared you won't like the rest, you can leave. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to, but you can, because this opening sequence is worth the price of admission. That's how good it is.
0: Um, $5 Tuesday, at
1: least. (laughs) uh, And then the other point I wanted to make uh, in the film's favor is Harrison Ford's performance. And um, if people are saying... I don't th- I think he's too old. No, he's not too old. His age has nothing to do with it. And I for one, having spent You guys you got to see Garrett's expression yeah, right now. Garrett's you're like, that. "What are you talking about?" That's part of what I like looking back at the movie because there is an, a dignity and an art to old age that watching someone who we've seen since he was a young man act and do a great job now that he's older and he still has this this dignity he's getting up every day, puts his boots on. He's still, he's still going, and just as an actor too, a man in real life, because you kind of can't separate Harrison Ford and Indiana Jones at this point. Um, I thought that that was amazing. Even whenever he's climbing the wall and like why am I climbing this cave wall and I've got screws in one leg and metal in the other and arthritis and all this, but like he hasn't given up, you know. He's he's still going at it, and I just enjoy watching that. Even the part where he wakes up, and he's, he, he gets up, and he sees the young guys partying in their room, and he grabs the ball bat, and he's going to go over there, and he's going <laughs> to quiet them down. Like, I liked that. That made me happy. Um, and then his character... Um, I really hated to see the way that they deconstructed his character and failed to reconstruct him in the film. They basically did a repeat of what they've done with their other Lucasfilm giants, and I hated to see that. But I I also recognize that the theme of restoration is present in the movie. Um, you know, the, the the movie deals with divorce, and you know, can a marriage be put back together? Should it be put back together? And um, I, like, even though they're coming together at the end is pretty lame in the grand scheme of what this film could have been, you know, it deserves to be said that that's a positive theme and a positive message of the movie. And, um... I would have been really, really upset if they had just wrote Marion out and said, well... They that would have been so much that, worse. That would have made me furious.
0: Throw <laughs> so your popcorn on the ground. But the fact leave. that they did, at, at
1: very least, let Karen Allen come back and they have a scene together that's actually not... It's not a bad scene. It's just not what it needed to be. Because um, I, I enjoyed watching it. But, like, it wasn't... I, even while I watched it, I knew that this this, this is at the end of the movie. This should not be still short. You know, this should be better. But... Um, I enjoyed that theme being in the movie, even though I really wish that it... I wish that the movie had dealt with different themes instead. I wish that the movie picked up and uh, either she had passed away and that's where his was I would was have liked that from, better. Or if... Because uh, James Mangold has said, you know, well, Indy grabs a hat at the end, so he's still out doing things. You can imagine what their life's like now. I'd rather see that. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather see Indy and Marion enjoying retired life together
0: than... No part. Uh, Divorce. You can You can't let Indy enjoy life. Apparently. Apparently not. Any Lucasfilm hero cannot enjoy. But it. like I would
1: rather see that than what we saw in the film. Now, um, I feel like uh, Helena's character—they messed up with her because they made her kind of a jerk and kind of unclear and unbalanced as to why she's here, what she's doing, what are her motives? Is she a good person or a bad person? and uh, the character that she was pretending to be at the beginning of the movie was far more interesting than the character that she ended up being. If she had been this optimistic opportunist trying to get Indy to cheer up and go on one more adventure, that would have been a whole lot more awesome than her being a con artist that's just trying to sell off, uh, you know, just trying to make money. That's her primary motivation. But then at the end of the film, they try to tell you, well, she has a heart. And then you're like, well, where was that in the rest of the movie? You know, so it just it just wasn't very good in that way. It wasn't well written. The film wasn't very well written. The the time travel and the uh, the the way that they're writing the villains like despite the great performances it you're just kind of like why 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 is this happening this way? Why isn't this more interesting? Um I didn't think that Indy, you know, needing to be rescued was as bad a thing as has been spoken, but because like, cause it's true there are times when we all need rescuing and you know it's sad to see someone come to that point where they give up but that's why I'm glad he didn't die back in time and that would have been Helena really Helena does stupid. give him a taste of his own medicine which was funny we all laughed whenever she yeah. punched him and the screen went black um, so you know there was, there was that I thought you know that wasn't completely horrible but it just it could have been so much better they could have taken this film in such a different direction it would have been so much better um. once again Antonio Banderas has been snubbed by giving, being given a role that he deserves better you're, than you're just right just like in Uncharted he was killed off in this movie he was killed off like oh man well, he would have been so awesome don't He'd remind me of Uncharted also uh. film would have been a lot better if Sala had got on the plane with Indy Sigh. just saying just throwing oh, that out yeah. there. imagine if Sala had died the emotional weight we would have felt yeah. if he had died instead of Banderas like this film could have changed with just that small that small change, and then uh, another thing I wanted to mention was um, the uh, the set pieces and the designs for a lot of the locations were really I, I really liked them. The uh, I mean the opening sequence for one, but also you know when they're at the the hotel auction, when you just look at the stuff that's happening, like the way they design stuff in the background and the the designs of the the, the international. The feel of everything, the way they reconstruct the locations, it's cool. The uh, the cave uh, in Greece, the diving, the underwater dive. Even though it was kind of lame how that whole scene played out, it's still cool. Like like Harrison Ford actually put on scuba gear and dived. Okay. I mean, that's cool for that. Like that's yeah. pretty cool. And the shipwreck and the skeletons and all that. You know, like there's there's fun stuff to look at in this film. And uh, and I would make a point that a movie falling flat in ways that it shouldn't have, like this film did, is different from a film being just a thoroughly bad film, you know. And you can we can disagree on what which of those I, this film was. Yeah. But to me, this film was not a bad film. This film was a film that fell flat and let us down in ways that it shouldn't have. But I'll be honest, when I'm watching through Indiana Jones again, I am gonna look forward to watching this movie. But I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be like this film's the best one. You know. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull has that for me. <laughs> as far as Whoa, which punk. one I'm gonna get the most excited. Don't you dare for. let anyone hear you say those words.
0: But only if no, I, I watch it with you guys, It is it does have some great moments. Um, but yeah. It does.
1: I'm I'm spending a lot of time on what I thought was good about the film, but if I'm being perfectly honest with you, I still don't like the film, and, and part of me doesn't like the film, but a part of me does, and so I'm I'm pretty split. But the film deserves the criticism and the rashness, but oh yeah, but it doesn't deserve all of it, and that's that's kind of where I'm at right now. My thoughts can change, my thoughts have changed on films like this before, yeah. But that's where I'm at right now after just
0: seeing it once. My dream come true would have been the film bombed horribly, but was the best thing on the planet.
2: Yeah, because yeah, then it would have had a great awesome. film.
0: But it would bomb horribly, so therefore they'll never make a sequel and they'll actually be done with it. You yeah. know, because Disney's a franchise. Then maker. they wouldn't
1: be learning their lesson in a language they understand. I hope they, they learn their lesson. They need to yeah, learn that the choices they make creatively are part yeah. of why people don't like their movies.
2: Or yeah. like That's see them. the only way they understand like, it is if right. people don't go see it. Yeah.
0: Really, the big thing about this film, one of the reasons it failed, I think, I probably have heard this somewhere else, but, you know. They've alienated all of their Lucasfilm fans. Willow. Like, Willow, they took off Disney Plus. That's crazy. And it's a Disney Plus exclusive. Like, wow. And then just all of the Star Wars stuff and all the crap that they gave the fans, the hardcore fans, the fans that really matter in many ways, hopefully should really matter. And now it's just like, so many of them were probably like, why even go see this film? Or they'll walk into it with a bad taste just because of all the other times they've betrayed them. So, yeah, this this film is bombing horribly, and I'm all right with yeah. that, honestly. It, I'm it, all right with that. It, Lucasfilm it, it,
1: deserves it. Lucasfilm it, it does Disney deserve it. it.
0: Yeah. As much as
1: I love both studios, at this point, they do deserve it. Any departing thoughts,
0: Garrett? day
1: long live mission impossible we'll say,
0: yes <laughs> Man, we're going to see that this next week and I hope it's good. i'm sure if we do an episode on a, it will a, a special be a
2: very shout out to, to what is becoming probably either third possibly third most awaited film of the year yes this, yeah. Yeah. for for, I the mean, rest, for the remainder of the year i should say
0: let's be honest like you know uh, you know Disney's probably when that film comes out is gonna be shaking there. Mickey Mouse is gonna be shaking his head saying, How the heck does that film do so good? This movie so look, make an Jones incredible amount of money. Didn't Super Mario, which
1: is a, it's a good movie. It could have been better, but it's yeah. a good movie. Made 1.3 billion over 1.3 billion. Pixar's Elementals, didn't it flop? Like it's oh, been yeah. pretty hey, bad. Three.
0: Pixar's had and three flops in a row, I've heard.
1: Indiana Jones. We thought it was gonna be great. Flopped. And the yeah. office flash flopped. And um, you're and gonna man. have you're gonna have um, Mission Impossible is probably gonna do really well, and they're gonna be like, why? Like, Think. thank thank pa- Disney. Part, now Think. part of
2: it part of it for Dead Reckoning Part One is the Maverick effect. Maverick, and, but and also people like, have Maverick still fresh Impossible on their minds. Mission Impossible has just been
0: solid for the last several yes. years, and and they've yes. been
2: ever since Mission Impossible four, yeah, they've gotten for three straight movies, four, five, and six, they've gotten consistently better. Mm. That's cool. I mean, the stunt in Dead Reckoning Part 1 will be the biggest stunt yeah, in movie history. What's Part Two's big stunt going to be? They say it's terrifying. They said to film it, it'll be terrifying they're, they're, if they haven't filmed it already. they probably already filmed it, but yeah, they... I hope it's awesome. Like, I hope I, hope, I hope this it great, but me. I hope Part
1: 2
0: is even better. It wouldn't surprise me to walk out of the theater going, that was like film of the year. That was really...
1: Yeah, it, it really good. could be filmed
0: here. year it really could yeah well y'all thank y'all for joining this conversation thank you. thank you all for listening to We Love That Podcast I'm Paxton Pritchett along with Garrett Burke and Parker Pritchett hope y'all had an amazing day likes on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts we'll see you next time